Have you done that this season yet? Have you had any time of just quiet where you just rejoiced over the fact that God loved you enough that he became man and went into that manger, grew up, died on a cross for you, but that... Have you really... Have you really been stunned yet this year? Like thought about the incarnation for yourself. Thought about the beauty of God becoming man and just had one of those moments where you just go, God, I can't believe you've done that. I can't believe you did that for me. If if you're anything like me, every year it gets harder, you know, because it's another Christmas and another time when I'm supposed to focus on the birth of Christ. And it's so easy to get distracted by so many other things and almost like we need a better program this year to get you focused on the birth of Christ rather than just being able to quiet our hearts and quiet our souls I this this week was a difficult week as I was trying to prepare for this weekend because I asked myself a question that I don't normally ask I, I thought okay God what would honor you most what would honor you most with what we did in this service? Because it would be very easy for me to get into my routine of, of just preparing a message, getting you fired up about the birth of Christ, and sing some songs and really just get it going in here. But is that really what would honor him most? And I was thinking, okay, if I were God, and, and this is the season or this is the time when, when the people are supposed to focus on me, then what would honor me most? Would it be if we put on a big show and, and you guys clapped and thought, wow, great production, great singing, and you left? What would honor me most? And I thought, you know, what would honor me most is if, if my people really came ready to worship. If my people weren't coming going, man, I, want, I hope they do something really cool this year. I hope. No, but they came with these hearts saying, you know what? I am still amazed that you would come down to this earth and die for me. I am still amazed that you, God Almighty, God from eternity, would come down here. And I just came here and I couldn't wait to get in this room and just worship you for that. But I think if we were honest, most of us would admit that this year it's been so busy and maybe busier than ever. And we haven't had time to still our hearts and really be amazed at the incarnation over again. And so what I'd like to do is I want to give you some time just to be silent this morning. And I want to put a verse up here that we studied just a couple weeks ago, a couple verses from Philippians 2, verses 5 through 7. It says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. I'm not even going to explain that passage to you. Here's what we're going to do for the next couple minutes is uh, I'm just going to let you stare at this passage of Scripture. And I'm going to give you some time to pray. Whatever it is about that passage that jumps out to you, just you worship God on your own in your hearts. You know, God, God says that man looks at the outward appearance, but how he looks at our hearts. And I realize we could create a service that looks wonderful from the outside. And yet the truth is, is God's looking into every person's heart in this room And he's looking and saying, okay, did you come with a heart to worship me? And right now, no one knows what you're saying to God. This is between you and him. I want our hearts to be right. 
or you just before God, whether it's, it's about him, you know, becoming nothing or taking the form of a servant or what, whatever it is, think back to the birth of Christ. Think back to that scene of God Almighty coming to this earth. Study that passage for yourself and then just start praying to him. Whatever you want to say, but worship him from your heart. Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would just speak to everyone in this room right now. God, may we all be amazed at what you did for us, Lord. God, I pray to you to just listen to this prayer. I'm just asking that everyone in this room would be spoken to today. God, by you and by your word, that we would leave here amazed at what you did for us. In Jesus' name, amen. This year has probably been, I think it's been the worst for me as far as Christmas time and really getting focused. I mean, even this week I've been praying and going, God, I can't, I'm not feeling it. I'm not thinking it. I want to, I want to, I want to help me. I want to be amazed by you. And, and I don't know if it's just because our lives get so busy with all the technology and, you know, your phone's going off or it's buzzing in your pocket and all the things that are, it's just been really hard to focus and adore Jesus. I've just been distracted. And even as I was praying this morning again, going, okay, Lord, I got to get there. I want to be amazed, but I'm so distracted. Get me there because that's my heart's desire. I want to be just completely focused on Jesus and tune everything out. But it hasn't happened for me. Just just being totally honest with you this year yet, um, at least this Christmas season, I haven't been able to just find that quiet time and focus and genuinely thank God. And so what I'm going to do right now is I, I'm going to have someone else share for a little bit who, who maybe is one of the least distracted people I know. She's in our high school ministry, and, um, and the last time I talked to her, I just went home going, gosh, I would love to see life from her perspective. And uh, she's going to share a few words, and then she's going to sing, sing for us. This is Alyssa, and um, she helps lead worship in our high school ministry sometimes. And uh, Alyssa, um, she, she's been blind since birth, and uh, it was just so cool last time talking to her. My wife and I were just saying, gosh, she doesn't get distracted by appearance. In Southern California, we get so into the way things look or people look and and uh and her mom was telling me about how of all of her kids Alyssa loves christmas more than the rest of them and uh and and it's because you know she thinks it's probably because she doesn't see all the distractions that keep us from jesus you know because i can get cynical around christmas time and i can get so frustrated all these things and yet there's something about the purity with which she thinks of Christmas and with which she sees things and and so uh, I'm just gonna let her share just whatever's on your heart feel free to say you can take the whole time if you want um, 
But even as I was praying this morning, and I just have never been so confused about a message and what to say, I felt like God was just saying, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm going to speak through Alyssa. <laughs> I don't need you, Francis. <laughs> so feel free to just share whatever you want and then uh, sing to us. Thanks. Um, God is really awesome. He really is. And he showed me a lot this particular Christmas season specifically. Um, I, I get distracted too. I really do. I have to admit. I really do. And it's, it's a different distraction than you guys because you guys see things. But for me, I get distracted because I want Christmas to be this, like, I have this ideal of what I think Christmas should be like. And sometimes that ideal gets in the way. Like, you know, the perfect music or like, I want to hear this song and, you know, I don't know, I want to do certain things, you know, traditions and I don't know, like Christmas really, really can be distracting. And it is for me because I just have this ideal. But you know what? God has shown me this particular season more than any other season in my life that it's not about that. It's not about me. It's not about what I want Christmas to be. It's not about what I even think Christmas should be. It's about what he, he was born. It's about his birthday. I mean, honestly, think about it if, if, you know, if it was your birthday and someone else, you would want people to recognize that. I mean, some people don't, but um, you would want people to recognize the fact that you, you know, that you were born and you don't want people to like think about themselves, you know, um, but I don't know. I just think that's a cool analogy because God, Jesus was, was born on Christmas. He came to us as a, a humble baby. I mean, babies are so, so innocent, so humbling, you know, to hold a baby is like the best experience, I think. And Jesus came as that in a manger, you know, we always, you know, you always see like, hear the story of Bethlehem and the manger and the stable and all this. And I don't know, I've never actually seen a manger or at least a picture of one, but I have somewhat of an idea that it's not a very pleasant place to be born. It's you know, where nasty animals hang out, you know, and it's like a feeding trough or something. I don't know. I really don't, I don't think that it was a very good experience, like a pleasant experience. It probably smelled really bad, and I don't know. I just can't think of any more humbling of a thing for somebody to do than to come, you know, there's no room in the inn, so he came to this stable where animals are where the lowliest of creatures are. And he came to be born in this bale of hay, you know? And I don't know, I just feel like that's so awesome that he would do that for us, you know? Because we, we get born in hospitals. I mean, we don't have to be born in a manger, you know? It was probably uncomfortable for him, I'm sure, you know? But God is so, oh, his love for us is just so unreal that he would do that. And he used a virgin, to be born of. I mean, she had never been with a man. She was a complete girl that was a complete virgin. She, she was innocent, you know? And, I mean, as far as that goes, but she was a sinner, like you and me. You know, she was a normal, normal girl, you know? Ordinary, like you and me, who fails, you know? But God decided to use her to bear a son that would be Jesus. And I just think that's so cool. And in this particular season, God has given me a vision um, it happened a few weeks ago, and it's not a vision like probably you guys get, but 
it's it's different because you know I've I just feel like I had an experience while I was listening to a song that I felt like I was there like literally like I just think it'd be so cool to to kneel down before this manger in this hay and worship this baby like to kneel down before a baby that you know is not a normal baby it's the king of the, the savior of the world I mean to worship that baby would be such an amazing thing and I kind of begin to to feel like I was there and God began to kind of bless me with this experience that you know I felt for a moment like I was like I was Mary I mean he kind of put me it's kind of hard to explain he kind of put me in the place of each person like the wise men wouldn't that be cool to like bring him gifts and like find this follow the star and then worship him and then Mary to actually give birth to him and hold the savior of the world in her arms and have all these people shepherds poor shepherds bowing before her before him you know like I was thinking about the shepherds too I don't know I just thought of this like they're poor people they were the people who were given you know the most disgusting job you know they had to look look after these sheep and yet they decided, you know, that they would listen to this angel who came and said, hey, look, come to Bethlehem and see this baby that has been born, the Savior of the world. And they did, and they were so blessed. And God spoke to them first because they, he knew they'd have the hearts to receive it. So I don't know, I just feel like this Christmas, I, I feel differently about it than I have in a long time because I feel like God wants to show us something different and wants to kind of give us a glimpse of, of his divine, the divineness of, of the way he came. So I just think it'd be awesome if we could really focus on that this Christmas. Yeah. 
do after that <laughs> oh my gosh I'll just give you some time to recover it's, it's not just your voice your voice is unbelievable but is your heart I, I I think the reason why we stand and we clap and we don't even know how to control ourselves we're crying we're clapping we're screaming they never clap after my messages or what you know <laughs> because I think we all recognize something it's yeah we're stunned by her voice but there's something about how beautiful she is in her in her worship, there's something so pure. I mean, when I heard her sing this morning, I just thought, God, I want that. I, I, want, I want that type of purity. I, I, I'm jealous. I mean, I know you say you get distracted, and, and yet uh, whatever you talk about, you can just tell it's coming from your heart and you really love Jesus. You just love him and you want him to get the glory and you're up here and you're worshiping. And, and I think we all look and go, that should be me. I should have that type of heart. I should just be so into worshiping Jesus. And I think that's the moment we all needed this Christmas season to just go, okay, that was amazing. 
that was an amazing moment. And as she was talking about this, she didn't even know what to call it, whether it was a vision or what. She goes, I guess it's not really a vision because I, I don't know what it, it's like to see something. She goes, but I felt like God gave me a moment where I had this experience with him where I felt like I was there. Like, and it was so amazing to me, whether I was Mary or the, the wise men or the shepherds or whatever. And, and somehow just this sense of I was before God incarnate, God right there. And I, I thought, wow, what would that, what, it'd be, it'd be easy to have a service today if, if we could have Jesus right here. And, and I was thinking about that, that picture of the, of adoration. And I, I always go back to, 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 to the, the, the woman who, who just uh, started crying at his feet and her tears were falling at his feet. And then she started scrubbing Jesus' feet with her hair. It's one of the most just humbling scenes in scripture where you think, what an amazing act of worship. And, and remember that scene where the, the perfume is broken and poured on Jesus and he's anointed with this costly perfume. And then uh, Judas goes, hey, wait, why why'd you do that? You just wasted all that perfume. That was very expensive. And you just poured it all over Jesus. You know, and then Jesus makes the comment. He, he says, you know, because Judas is saying, you could have given that money to the poor. And Jesus says, the poor you'll always have with you. But he made this comment, I'm only here for a little while. And I, and I think, see, I would know what to do. I really believe I would know at the time what to do if I saw Jesus here. Whether he was form of an infant, form of a grown man. Like, I would just adore him. I would come adore him, give him whatever he wanted, anything he needed. I mean, can you imagine if your job was to take care of Jesus? Think about how you would treat him. If it was your job to take care of Jesus. Can you imagine how you would just serve him and give him the best? And it's somewhat easy to do because of how much we adore him, right? But I want to take you back to what Jesus said. Because in the words of Jesus, when Jesus washed the disciples' feet... What did he say after that? Did he say, okay, now you guys all come and wash my feet? No, he says, I set you an example. Now I want you to do this to one another. Jesus says, I'm leaving there. I'm not asking you to do this for me. What I would desire is for you to do this to one another. And then he also says in Matthew 25, remember that scene in Matthew 25? It's one of the most terrifying passages of scripture. Where he says to those, depart from me into this eternal fire that was prepared for, for the devil and his angels. What was he saying there? He, he, he says, well, well, these people are going, well, why, why do we have to go there? And Jesus says, look, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty. You gave me nothing to drink. And these people are going, well, Jesus, if you were there, I mean, if it were my job to take care of you, Jesus, and I saw you, you were hungry, of course I would feed you. Of course I'd give you something to drink. But then Jesus goes, you don't get it. He goes, whatever you didn't do for the least of these, you didn't do for me. See, Jesus says, you want to honor me? He goes, yeah, it'd be great. If I, if I were on the earth, yes, you could honor me. You could wash my feet or whatever else. But he goes, I'm telling you that whatever you do for the least of these, you've done for me. See, we would all be anxious to come in this room and worship and adore Jesus. And yet what Jesus asks us to do is he says, well, what I want you to do is see that Jesus is in these people next to you. 
See, because as I was praying, and, and this is what bugged me this week, I was praying, hey, God, what would honor you most? What would honor God most is, is not for us to come and hear an expository sermon and me teach you something new about the incarnation of Jesus Christ and for you to go, ooh, I never thought of it that way before. Is that a good thing to do? Sure, it's fine. But is that what's best? Is that what would honor? If God in heaven were to look down and say, okay, if I had control of this service, this is what I would do. That's what I was trying to think through this week. What God would be honored by is if you came in this room actually looking to meet other people's needs. Because remember that passage we looked at, Philippians 2, 5 through 7, it starts with, have this mind. Have this mind about you, which was in Christ Jesus. Have this mindset. The whole reason why Jesus, Jesus is saying, look, I set the example I set the example for you. He goes, I was God Almighty and I made myself nothing and took the form of a servant washing feet. He goes, and I want you to have that same mindset. So what would honor him the most is if we followed his example. Not just praise him for his example, not just adore him, but he says, okay, now I'm giving you an opportunity. Go out and look for those who are in need. You really want to honor me? See, because we want to. We want, to, we want to praise Jesus. We want to help him out. We want to give him everything. And, and yet we don't have that same heart for the least of these. And he's saying, you want to honor me, do this. You guys know what January 3rd is? January 3rd. It's my wife's birthday. And uh, <laughs> this year, I'm, I, I, for her birthday, I think I'm going to take her golfing. She doesn't golf, but I, I thought it would just be fun. Um, you know, she could just sit in the cart and watch me golf. And, uh, and we just have conversation and, you know, just have her get to know me a little better. And, uh, and just, you know, and I could tell her nice things about her at every hole and let her putt a little bit. See, it, it, I'm not going to do that, okay? That's just, it, it's, I'm being, a, I'm giving an example. The whole idea is... If I did that, it would be more for me, right? And I feel like we do that at church. Like rather than me asking my wife, what would really please you? We want to, on Christmas time, we want to love Jesus the way we feel like loving him. And the way we feel like loving him is coming to a service hearing a message that some of you guys want a funnier sermon, some want a more serious one, some want a more intellectual one, and that's what you want, and you want a certain type of music, and that's the way you feel like honoring Jesus. And Jesus says, no, but the way I've asked you to honor me is to love one another. Like what would have honored him the most is if you came in today looking for people. And just going up to people that are maybe complete strangers and saying, is there anything I can do for you? How can I pray for you? What are your needs? And as they share your needs for you to imagine yourself and think through your life and to see if you can't be a resource to them, if you can't use your resources to help someone else, that's what would honor Jesus. You know, this, this year we're not having a Christmas Eve service. And people are bugged by that. They go, oh man, but I love that. You know, that's my favorite part. I, exactly. Is your favorite part. You know, but what would Jesus want you to do? To really honor him. Could you consider using that night or using that day or using this Christmas season and going, wait, I want to do what he wants. 
I mean, what would Jesus do through you if he had complete control? What would honor him most? Would it honor him for us to have a service like today? Does this honor him? Yes, it does honor him. But what does he most want? I want you to think about that. If Jesus had complete control of you, even today, like Alyssa said, you know, if we're really celebrating his birth and it's about him, I want you to think right now, what would God want you to do? And I know we can't start the service over. But if you really came here today saying my goal, and I, I bet you if I asked you when, you when you came in, I should have done this. I'll do it at five. I'll just pick someone out and say, why did you come today? I think a lot of people would say to honor God. Because I, I really believe that's in your heart. You really want to honor God. I think just sometimes we don't think through what would honor him most. According to this book, from what I know of this book, what would honor him most? And instead, we just want to love God the way we feel like loving. In fact, could you put that Philippians 2 passage back up there? Because here's what I was struggling with this week. It says, have this mind among yourselves. So you have the same mindset, which is yours in Christ Jesus. God gave you this mindset. He put his spirit in you so you could have this mindset. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Taking the form of a servant. See, that, that phrase made himself nothing. Here's God Almighty, creator of the universe. He made himself nothing. He made himself into this little infant in this feeding trough, like, like Alyssa was saying. And he just made himself nothing. And I looked at that and I thought, see, I don't want to do that. I don't want to come in this room and make myself nothing. And take the form of a servant and just go around from person to person. And go, hey, what do you need? How can I help you? What, what, how can I help, you know, take care of your needs? I want to come in this room and there's certain things I want to... I don't feel like making myself nothing. I don't feel like going home this afternoon and making myself nothing before my kids and before my wife and before my neighbors and just walking around like a servant. How can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? I don't feel like doing that. I'd rather go to a service and sing, worship with other people. Again, that's not a bad thing. Otherwise, we wouldn't do it every Sunday. But I've just been really praying through God what would honor you most. And I keep coming back to the scriptures and saying, I set the example. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. I want you to think through this Christmas season and, and really think of it from God's perspective and say, what would honor you most? At Cornerstone, you know, we, we focus a lot on caring for the least of these. In fact, some of you guys feel like we go overboard. Like, why... You know, we, we're not going to solve the problem. You're not going to, you know, Jesus said the poor will always be with you. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the whole point. 
Thank God the poor are with us because that's how we adore Jesus. We don't adore Jesus by pretending we can see him in the room and singing songs to him. We adore Jesus by realizing, you know, he is actually out there. He says, whatever I do for the least of these, I have to treat these little kids. I have to treat these people who are in need as though they were Jesus himself. That's what he asks us to do. And so here's what we're going to do right now is uh, I'm going to have the worship team come up and... We're just going to sing a chorus. In fact, you may not feel like singing it. You may want to sing it. But I want us to adore Jesus for a little bit here. I want us just to come and adore this baby. Based upon what he said in his word. And what we're going to do as we sing, or maybe you just want to meditate on it. Is uh, I don't know what picture you have of Jesus. When you close your mind and what you think he looks like um, and how you'd like to care for him. But what I'm going to put on the screen is I'm going to put some pictures of Jesus on the screen. And I want us to adore him by thinking about what you see on this screen and just pray through. Okay, God, how would you want me to adore you this Christmas? So as we sing these words, I pray that they're more than words, but that we really want to obey his word and caring for him and really seeing him. Oh 
let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come. Let us adore.